0: This is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Monday, March 14th. 2022 happy pie day friend thanks that's so great best pizza in utah right
1: now go um the pie is up there for sure i think the pie is it see it's the pie the pie on Day. are you okay my eyes are dry as hell today (laughs) and right now they're tripping they're tripping right now
0: straight tripping boo yeah uh we have got to talk about uh a major quarterback return to the nfl that would be Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Tom Brady damaging his legacy. Um, and the Milwaukee Bucks are in town tonight, as is Burke Lopez. Bro- Lopez Excuse me. My apologies. Yeah, Brooke has. Brooke back in the busy for the hizzy. I'm not sure what I just said. Uh, but Burke Lopez will be back for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Um, so we'll have all of that for you, but we do in fact need to start with big news for the Utah jazz. And that is that Quinn Snyder allegedly is the number one candidate to replace Greg Popovich in San Antonio. And I think we know already that Quinn Snyder is one of the most controversial figures at the moment for the Utah jazz. And a lot of jazz fans saw this news last night and immediately went to, well, you
1: know, maybe we
0: should let Quinn go, that'd solve a lot of problems.
1: If he doesn't want to be here, go ahead and send him out. What a jerk. Yeah. Jake, should the Jazz... Let's go.
0: Yeah, get out. Should the Jazz let Quinn Snyder go to San Antonio?
1: No, you shouldn't let him go anywhere. I I think that the the Jazz are in a position that we all know they're in, which is, you know, you're going to be reevaluating everything this summer once the season is over, but I'm never a big believer in letting a coach go who's taking you to the playoffs consistently, you know? And I understand that, hey, you know, we're not getting to where we want to go. It doesn't seem like we're progressing. But don't don't underappreciate the idea that you are a playoff team right now. You know, there are a lot of teams in this league who are not playoff teams, who cannot say that, who do not have the luxury of just assuming that you're going to make it to the second round. So just just appreciate what Quinn is able to do with this current roster. However, if you're Quinn Snyder, yeah, I do think that you should be open to all opportunities that are presented to you and I do think that Quinn Snyder would be a nice replacement to Greg Popovich. I think personality-wise, the way he coaches, the the way he goes about it, it, to me is a is a nice fit as a successor of a legend. Now, if it's me, I don't want to be the guy that replaces Greg Pop. I want to be the guy that replaces the guy who replaced Greg Pop, you know? I want to I want to see what the Spurs do when they're the new look Spurs, you know, because they haven't really been a problem since, you know, the Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili days, right? So that's why I say, you know, they're an okay team, but I'll be curious to see, let's say Quinn did take that job, what the organization actually is willing to do.
0: Listen, I I think there's a lot of conversation around whether or not um, Quinn Snyder's done a good job with this team. Let Let me just answer that question now. Quinn Snyder's an elite head coach. Quinn Snyder's a very good head coach. Um, I have been told repeatedly, and we've talked about it on the show, that they will reevaluate re- everything in the summer, and that includes Quinn's status as the head coach of the Utah Jazz. But let's not mix things up. Quinn Snyder is an elite head coach, and those guys don't grow on trees around the NBA. Um, Quinn Snyder is a guy that you want as your head coach, but the issues surrounding Quinn in the Utah Jazz are he's been here nine years. He's been here a long time. This is a guy that perhaps has lost the year of his team, because I don't believe and I could be wrong, we could go back and check the rosters. I actually think every player who was here on his first day is still here today because the roster in, its in, tough. You uh, know, it never um, uh, ever seems yeah. ever, never seems to change. Y'all feel me? I'm being a jerk now. But you get my point. Like you've had the core of this roster together for a very long time now. And it seems like since Donovan got here, there hasn't been much turnover on this roster in, in Maybe that's a, a, a you know, not a product of who Quinn is, but I think Quinn may be tapped as far as ceiling with this group of guys. Now, if you do what we think they're going to do over the summer, which is completely change this roster and blow it up, Quinn Snyder's probably not a bad guy to take all those new pieces and meld them together. I don't know. We'll see. But what I'm saying is please don't overlook the quality of the job and the quality of the man that Quinn Snyder has done and the quality of the man that he is. Because, Jake, I'm telling you, he's not an easy guy to replace. Yeah,
1: he's not. And I I think that this summer obviously is going to be a good opportunity to replace him if that's what the front office wanted to do. But I also think, to your point, you know, let's say that you brought in a bunch of new guys and you were rebuilding sort of or retooling around Donovan and Rudy. I mean, yeah, I think Quinn Snyder's up for that challenge. But at the same time, you know, you can't again it's this it's this balance you have to find with players and coaches and, and really in any sport. I mean, you know, you gotta understand and respect the fact that Quinn Snyder is going to take opportunities that are presented to him. However, I also think if you're the Utah Jazz, you gotta understand who's available on the coaching market. So Absolutely if, if there's not a lot available, you're gonna prioritize keeping Quinn Snyder. But if there is a lot available, then maybe you'll be a little bit more flexible with it. So I just think at the end of the day, Quinn Snyder is a quality head coach in this league. He is very much respected. Um, I, I think he's done a great job dealing with the limitations and in the issues and in and, and all the things that we've heard uh going on with this team. I mean, just yeah. think about like it just taking taking a second here and thinking about what Quinn has had to endure, let's go all the way back to the bubble days. You know, you lose to the Nuggets. That wasn't easy to take. Then you lose to the Clippers. That's that wasn't easy to take, and then this season you've got injuries and COVID, and Donovan and Rudy are fighting, and all this stuff going on on this roster. So to me, when I look at what he's been what he's been tasked with, compare what he's got to work with to other teams and other what other head coaches have. I mean, if if Quinn if Quinn was in Monty Williams' position, he'd probably be doing the same thing, right? Not to take anything away from Monty Williams, but again. When you have an option, or when you have a roster that gives you options and flexibility and different ways to beat teams, and, and your players can do many different things uh, at their position, that makes your job so much easier. So the fact that 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 you know Quinn doesn't necessarily have that on this roster, really outside of probably what Donovan and and, and what Daniel House Jr. If we think about the most flexible yeah. players on the roster. I mean, those are the only two guys that can really do everything, you know. So that's why I say Quinn's done a hell of a job. Yeah. But you have to respect the fact that he's going to be open to other opportunities.
0: Yeah, and I I think again, I would just say that I I know that there's a lot of jazz fans who are not happy with Quinn's performance, but I would also I would also tell you that his hands not to reiterate your point, I think a lot a lot of times his hands have been tied behind his back. I mean he had a a very mediocre general manager in Dennis Lindsay for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Yet an ownership uh, group here that did not try to win. They were more interested in selling cars and movie tickets uh, than they were uh, winning an NBA championship. Those are those are just the realities of where the Jazz were for 10 years. Yeah. And I think since, you know, LHM passed, it's been a very tall order to try and win games and to do so in a financially sound manner was always more important than winning. Yeah. To make money and not to lose money and not to overspend and to be conservative was always more important than winning a championship. Ryan Smith has has told many people and just about anybody who will listen, his singular focus with the Utah Jazz is winning an NBA championship. So the dynamic has changed. Danny Ainge didn't come here to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. You're going to see significant change this summer. My personal opinion is I think there's a chance whether it's San Antonio or just attrition that Quinn Snyder is no longer the head coach of this team when we get to training camp next year. Yeah, I also think there's a very good chance that he is. I would say that there's probably a 70% chance he is the head coach. But I also think it's very difficult if you're Quinn Snyder not to be the next Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. They have a very close relationship. There's a mentor-mentee um, you know, relationship there. Yeah, I think Quinn would love to replace Greg Popovich to be his heir apparent. That comes with a, a a lot of honor. That comes with, you know, that is that is an honor. That's the way that I would put it. I mean, Greg Popovich and Quinn Snyder are very close. So that would not surprise me. And if you're the Jazz, you're going to let him go and do that. And I, I have no problem with that. But the thing that I caution you about as a Jazz fan, and I know that Quinn Snyder takes a lot of heat on this show, he's a good head coach. I think he's he is... There are not a lot of head coaches in this league that I would pick over him.
1: He has flaws. I mean, though. well, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't disagree ground. with that. Yeah, I mean, he's but he's, who
0: who yeah. are you taking? Uh, obviously, Steve Kerr, and I've said it repeatedly. I think Steve Kerr is the best head coach in the NBA right now.
1: Yeah, I would take I would take Steve Kerr over him. I think I think the Monty Williams comparison is very close because the two teams are very close. But I think Monty Williams and his staff has done a better job uh, developing what they have and working with what they have and turning yeah. what they have into more production because you look at the core of that team you know devin booker uh you know cam johnson deandre and i mean the only guy they really added to that mix that's like a bona fide star is chris paul you know so so i think they've done a great job developing but i also think watching watching the nets over the weekend i really like what steve nash has done with this team i mean again When I I really encourage people, when you're talking about head coaches this time of year, look at what they've had to endure and all the nonsense they've had to deal with. Because, again, think of it this way. How much of a challenge is it to win an NBA basketball game if your roster is 100%? Everybody's there. You've got Mm. all your options available to you. It's difficult to win an NBA game. Like, let's not undersell that. And then, on top of that, you're adding vaccine status and you're adding... Uh, you know, COVID protocols and you're adding this and you're adding that. So when I look at what Steve Nash has had to deal with, I think he is, I think I'd take him above, above Quinn, but, but you know, again, really? Yeah, I would. Because I think that like, like yesterday we're watching this Nets Knicks game, you know, and it's a real tight game and they're battling and, and the Knicks are making the Nets life difficult and Kyrie's not playing, but he's sitting on the sideline in courtside seats and you know, the Knicks are doubling Kevin Durant, and the Nets don't really have an answer for it. Steve Nash calls a timeout, makes an adjustment, and all of a sudden they've got an answer for it. And that's what I'm talking about. Because when I think about Quinn, the things, what do we always hear about Quinn? Well, his out-of-timeout stuff isn't great. You know, he he, he doesn't play the young guys, you know, even though he has started to play the young guys and more of the roster recently. But for most of the season, he hasn't played the young guys. So there are some knocks on Quinn Snyder, but... But again, I, I think that that's where Steve Nash has done really well. Steve Nash has shown a willingness to play guys you wouldn't typically see and work with them and, and try to develop them. So that's why I would take Nash over Quinn, but I don't want mm. that to come off as Quinn is some terrible head coach because he's a damn good head coach. Well,
0: I think Steve Kerr and the other guy that I would point to is Eric Spoelstra in Miami. I think those two are the two that I would definitively say that I would take uh, over Quinn Snyder. But, I mean, if you look up and down – um, you know, that list, I, there's not what a whole Boom lot of uh, in Milwaukee. I, I like boot. I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, he's a good head coach. I, there's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. I just like Quinn's edge a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I mean, th- there's a couple other guys that might, I mean, I, I look at what's going on with Taylor Jenkins in Memphis, yeah. but Taylor's young. Yep. I don't think he has enough experience. Um, yeah. You know, I just I know that they obviously they have similar routes, but I think Quinn's a more experienced coach who gets Definitely. You know, so I look at I look at a couple of things like Budenholzer's an interesting one. I I mean, I look at Rick Carlisle
1: in Indiana. Eh, yeah, I would say Quinn over Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle but, is the guy you hire because you want stability, not because you want to win.
0: Yeah, well, but he's he he's he's got a championship in Dallas. I mean, yeah. he, he's a guy how that. How
1: long ago was that? I mean, do you ha- do you happen to have that? Yeah, I mean, that yeah, was, like I mean, 10 that years was ago, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, you're you're. It's a long time ago. And but, I know.
1: Hey, one Quinn doesn't have one, but I, I think, you know, the the thing that I that I struggle with is like, you know, some of these guys that are coaching in the league have been in the league for like 20 years. You know, Rick Carlisle being one of those guys. He's been around forever, man. I mean, that guy is a is a is a lifer in the league. And I think that Quinn, the other dynamic with Quinn here to that point is Quinn's not just going to leave to to go and coach Charlotte, let's say, or no. some like some like run of the mill team. If Quinn's going to leave, it, and go to the Spurs. He's only doing that because he wants to be the guy that replaces Spurs. But he'd Pop. be
0: the guy that'd go and replace, you know, Coach K at Duke. Or exactly. Pop at San Antonio. Or I, I agree with you. I, I just think we put so much pressure and we put so much criticism on top of a guy like Quinn Snyder. I think we don't take enough time to appreciate what the job that he's done. Now, are there a lot of moles on that face? Yeah. Like, hey, man. You might want to develop your young guys, yeah. And we're seeing when Jared Butler plays more, he's having really good stretches. Now he also makes huge mistakes, yeah. But he's a young guy that's inexperienced, and it's good to see him getting more time. Yeah. You know, I I think tonight's a really interesting night for the Utah Jazz with the Milwaukee Bucks in town. Um, I mean, you're you're convinced the Bucks are going to win this game by 178 points.
1: I just think the Bucks are a better team. I I, I don't think there's a way to stop. One hundred and seventy-eight. I I think honestly, Blow, like I, a yeah, that'd yeah, an NBA record. They're they're, they're I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a fifteen point loss, honestly, because I think I think the the Bucks are going to be at full strength. You're 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 looking at guys like Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, obviously Giannis, but a guy nobody uh, a guy nobody ever wants to talk about is Grayson Allen. You know, Grayson Allen is a guy. That's gritty and tough and will make your life difficult. So when I look at this matchup, I say, okay, great. You know, who's stopping Giannis, number one? But then number two, you tell me that Bogdanovich is going to slow down Chris Middleton or that somehow somehow Don versus Drew Holiday is going to work out well? Drew Holiday is a big physical guard and likes to play defense. So if you're not getting 30 out of Don, because I don't think you will, I think you'll get 20 to 25. And, you know, God forbid Clarkson doesn't come off the bench for 45, let's say. You know, I just don't see a path to victory in this particular one. I just think they're a better team. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to say that sometimes. Like, like again, you know, the OKCs and the New Orleans, those are teams that you should beat and you should be pissed about if the Jazz loses those teams. I'm 100% with that. But Milwaukee they're a championship caliber club, dude. They, to me, they're just, uh, uh, they're just more quality than you are right now.
0: Yeah. I I think the hard part for me in this matchup is whether Rudy plays or not. I mean, I, I just don't see how you, how you defend the, the level of talent with this group of guys that the jazz bring to the table. I mean, if you look at the way Chris Middleton's played recently, um, Giannis mid range game. will be in full wide open because the jazz don't defend. Well, display tonight um, at the Vivint. I think it's very interesting that Bropez is back tonight. We'll see how many minutes he plays. But, I mean, top to bottom, the grit, the determination, the defense, the the weaponry that, that Milwaukee brings to the floor uh, night in and night out, I think is just superior to what the Jazz offer. Now, having said that, I think it's in Utah, which is, you know, a home court advantage, the altitude. And I think the Jazz are, are a game team when it comes to the elite – Clubs in the NBA coming home.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I think this is gonna be a much closer game than most people think, or it could be a forty point win for the Bucs. honest to God, that's who this team's been. The jazz have been so Jekyll and Hyde. Um, and there's nobody but Yudoka Azubuki on the on the injury report. Yeah. So I would expect Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert to play
1: tonight. Yeah, well, and I think you know? the, the thing is the, the thing that I think this team is struggling with right now, you know, is that it's taking Bogdanovich for forty, or or Jordan Clarkson for forty-five, for this team to win, you know, and and that's the thing that's a little uncomfortable. I mean, again, you know, while we're talking about Quinn and and this roster, like you got to find a way to be more balanced. You know, you need yeah. you need twenty out of Bogey, thirty out of Don, twenty out of Rudy. Like you need these guys to contribute at a reasonable level, and that and that's the thing that I think is tough. I mean, one night. You're getting Clarkson for 45, but Bogdanovich has nothing because he was out. And then, you know, it's it's vice versa, and Bogie's got 40. Like, it just is – I don't know, man. It's just a really interesting time for this team. I'm not sitting here saying that they're struggling, but what it is taking for this team to win a game feels like a lot right now. It doesn't feel like it's real easy for them at this point.
0: Well, and I I think the other thing that's interesting now is you look at this schedule and, and where the Jazz currently are. You're a half game up on, on Dallas. And Dallas got a very impressive win yesterday um, at Boston. Boston. Um, I mean, I, I. by the way, why did Boston retire Kevin Garnett's number? Like, I know he won a championship there, but, I mean, are, are you retiring? I, I would have retired. That's all it? I have to say. Soda! That's all I have to say. Yeah, when Kevin Garnett won a championship with the Celtics and he yelled soda. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Um, but I look at the way the Jazz are playing right now. I mean, you're 42 and 25, and the the thing that terrifies you is you're one of the worst defensive teams in the Western Conference as far as the the playoff teams go. I mean, you look at the, the numbers that they're giving up, I mean, you're you're better than the T Wolves and the Lakers. There's no doubt about that. Are you dying, dude?
1: It's bad today. I what don't is know. going on I don't with know. you? I just go through these stretches. I woke up today. I had a weird wake up today. My phone was off the bed. It was like ringing, like it was in the upside down. Like
0: well, because you have like a five XL king size. Huge, I beg yeah. fat chicks on my bag size yeah. bed. Yeah, and so <laughs> wow, look at you—you're you're, you're yeah, dying dude, over there. Yeah, my eyes
1: are just dry. So today, yeah, um, <laughs>
0: but you don't have enough room in your room. Yeah,
1: because okay, to so have a nightstand. Okay, quick side note: not trying to derail the whole show with my eyes. Sorry about that. But you know, I have—you're right. I have this huge bed that I intentionally bought because I wanted a big, comfortable bed. That I could sleep really well Yeah, on. it just and,
0: means that Pound Town is
1: a little tight. Yeah. I really don't care if <laughs> you, you know. yeah. think it's us. Yeah, I don't care if you guys think it's it's crazy, but, you know. So, my closet, the problem is, is my closet, you know. I'm sorry, your what? My closet. Your closet? My closet. My closet in Boston. Uh, you know, the doors <laughs> swing open towards you. They're not like pocket doors or anything. So, because my bed is so damn big, the doors, you know, opening... They won't open if I have a nightstand. So my bed, and it's not a problem. Nine nights out of ten, it's not an issue. My phone just sits on my bed next to me. How Last big is night. your? How
0: big is the garden? What do you mean? Well, where you plant your seed, the bed is your garden. Because you, right? It's a California king, dude. Nothing. No. Uh, engage me in my sexual innuendos. Butthole. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> The point is, um, yeah, you need to grow up. And yeah, get so, you know,
1: I, I go through. So this morning I wake up and my I'm going eyes are all dried shit. out. Yeah, you know, like it, it is what it is. And
0: as you can see, yeah. I'm going through some shit yeah, right now. Yeah. It's a little sus that you yeah, smoked dude. a bunch of weed before the show today. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get your comments on the Chasset Quinn Snyder. By the way, real quick, what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by your freaking eye drops. Um, real. Yeah, the Western Conference is uh, now gotten really tight. Um, you look at the Denver Nuggets are only two back of the Mavericks, who are only a half game back. Yeah. I mean, this is now. And again, I'm telling you, just hang on to the fourth spot. If the Jazz are in the fourth spot, they have a chance to win a playoff. But series. this road trip coming up. If they don't, if they don't stay in the fourth spot, and the Jazz fall to the fifth spot or the sixth spot, they're going out in the first round. I mean, they're going out in the first round. You don't want to see any of those three, uh, those top three teams. Yeah. Um, you want nothing to do with a 3-6 matchup. I'm t- I'm just telling you now, you want nothing to do with that. And I look at the schedule coming up, and you – I mean, guys, you have three weeks left in the season. Mm-hmm. The season's coming to an end. And you look at this Milwaukee-Chicago-LA Clippers, and then Saturday – you're going New York Brooklyn Boston Charlotte Dallas LA keep it real uh but then you get a break when you come home for the Lakers Warriors Grizzlies Thunder Suns and then at Portland <laughs> I mean so you're getting luckily the Laker and the, the the Laker games at home as is the Phoenix game but you're at Golden State you should beat the Lakers. You should pound the Lakers. Yeah. But how did that work out at, at crypto.com? Your
1: crypto.com E-Trade app. What's are you up? crying because the Jazz
0: schedule is scary?
1: We're on to Cincinnati.
0: All right. Speaking of which, make sure you hit subscribe <laughs> on this channel because uh, we're giving away a PS5, and you guys have been amazing. Um, that we are at, and I know this seems crazy, but that we are at 3,550 subscribers right now is insane. Yeah! I mean, the 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 amount of subscribers we've picked up on our YouTube channel is crazy. The numbers that we're doing on the, the audio podcast are amazing. Um, Thank you so much for supporting this show. It's, it's, it's humbling um, how many people have really come on board the show. And that's why we do things like give away a a PlayStation um, that we're going to do that at 5,000. We started this at like a thousand subs ago and it's a, it's incredible how many how many we've picked a up. Meteoric
1: so rise. hit
0: subscribe. You buy our uh, you buy our two t shirts, a merch uh, any merch purchase for twenty five bucks. Um, you know, like hey, we you get five entries for the PlayStation. Everybody else is one. Yep. Um, also, if you're listening on the audio podcast and you want to win, just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Everything happens at themontyshow.com, M-O-N-T-Y, themontyshow.com. By the way, while you're listening to the show or watching the show, shop our Amazon links in the description below. Um, We have some great stuff there. The masks we wear, the bars we eat, it's all good. Shop our affiliate links below. We appreciate that as well. Let's talk Tom Brady, the GOAT. (laughs) He's back. 40 days and 40 nights of retirement. Um, and Tom Brady's back in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> and one of the things that has been talked about is whether or not this retirement thing, whatever it was.
1: The unretirement.
0: Damaging Tom's legacy or, you know, taking the luster off. Um, the end of his career here, which Jake, I think, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know that anything at this point could damage his legacy. I
1: just don't know why the guy retired in the first place. I, I mean, I, I think, I like obviously the card everyone is playing is that Giselle leaned on him, and and it's time to spend time with the kids and with me, and football's had your life forever, and it's like it's like I understand that, and I understand that that's a real a real angle and everything. However, I don't think that you can take the football out of, you can't take football out of a guy's life like Tom Brady. And I think that Tom, you know, we can't undersell the fact that he's the ultimate competitor. You know, Tom Brady uh, and guys on his level in their respective sports want to beat you every single day. And when they don't have that dynamic in their life, when they don't have purpose and they don't have uh, a reason to, to push themselves, they, f- they feel bored. They feel complacent. It feels weird. And I think that you have to understand that. Um, and you have to understand that's why Tom Brady, uh, you know, is unretired, if you will. In my opinion, the guy was never actually going to officially hang it up and never come back or never play another snap of football. I think that he retired to please Giselle. They had some conversations. He bought some time. And now all of a sudden he's back. and and that And that's why I say... You know, Tom Brady is, you know, obviously the GOAT. But I think that Tom Tom is taking calculated risk here. If he comes back or when he comes back, not if, obviously when he comes back, if he were to flame out and look terrible, that's obviously going to hurt his legacy. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Tom Brady, this is just another regular offseason. I think he's in shape, throwing a great ball. And he's just going to continue to do what he does. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's my thing. I don't think there's anything wrong With Tom Brady playing football as long as he wants. It's his prerogative. And you're really going to tell me that all the guys that were free agents and retired with him aren't going to come back to play with him and chase a Super Bowl when they lost on the last play of a game to the team that went on to win the Super Bowl? Come on, man. This team is going to be back.
0: But I I also think there's something in this idea that, I mean, $25 million Uh for Tom Brady is a bargain. Mm Mm-hmm. And I look at Aaron Rodgers, and those two will forever be compared to each other, mainly because, um, as much as Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears, Tom yeah, Brady owns. Nice. Yeah, Tom Brady owns Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I, Aaron Rodgers getting fifty million dollars a year, um, I mean, looks ridiculous at this point. And the holdout and the selfish thing and the "Hey, look at me," you know, thing that Aaron Rodgers loves to do every off season. Yep. I think that's where the, the embarrassment is. I, I think Tom Brady is a beloved figure in the NFL. I think there are a lot of people that hate Tom Brady, but they hate him for the right reasons because he's very good. Yeah. And for my money, I, I there's not another quarterback I would rather have than Tom Brady. Like I cannot truly sit here and think of another quarterback. I would take over Tom Brady. No. And I think Tampa, you know, is is we talked about last, you know what, last month. Tampa lost on the last play of the year to the eventual Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady is still at the top of his game, and I say let him play a kid's game as long as he can. Yeah. Um, and knowing a lot of professional athletes and knowing how difficult it is, and I, I think we as fans don't understand the emotional toll it takes on a guy when he retires. Like, when you, you think about Tom Brady, he's been playing this game for over 20 years. His entire life has been what happens on the field with a football in his hand. That's been his existence, and you're just going to walk away from that, and it's going to be incredibly difficult. It's why you see so many professional athletes gain a ton of weight, fall into bad health, like because they're obsessive, compulsive people who all they do is play the game yes. and do what it what requires to play at a very high level. When you're a guy like Tom Brady, all you do is work out, you eat well, you train, you sleep, you bang Giselle, you play with your kids and then you go do it all over again the next day. And hopefully banging Giselle is a daily thing, but that's a different hey story. My point is, this is their entire life. Yes. And so when you walk away from a game like Tom Brady walking away from the NFL, it's really difficult to do that. Yeah. And so, no, I don't think this has damaged his legacy at all. I think by far, without question, there's not a conversation. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback who's ever done it. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. And having said that. Colin Kaepernick deserves another chance in this league. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Yeah, I'm sorry if you're offended (laughs) by that. And I know that there are some folks on this podcast who hate him. We've talked about this before. Um, He is easily one of the most controversial figures that we've ever talked about on this show in Colin Kaepernick. Um, And I'll just tell you right now, I'm 100% pro Colin Kaepernick. I think I disagree with a lot of the things that he's said. Um, I disagree with a lot of the things that he's done. He should be playing in the NFL.
2: U.S. Americans.
0: For the last five years, Colin Kaepernick should be playing in the NFL. And I think it's not going to happen. I would be shocked if it did. Yeah. But I look at the perfect situation. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's absolutely the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you look at the fact that that you – I mean, they hired a, an assistant coach who's suing the NFL for you know essentially not hiring him because he's black. Yeah. Um, I look at Colin Kaepernick. I don't think anybody anymore disputes that he's on a blacklist in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. yeah. um, and I don't think there's anybody that disputes that, um, you know, that that Colin Kaepernick is somebody the NFL is scared of. I think that's why they settled with him out of court. Um, though I will say this though, the process by which he went through this whole workout charade two years ago was embarrassing, and I think it ended any opportunity. Um, that he was going to get back in the NFL. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick has to swallow his testicles and go into a training camp and try out for a job. Mm-hmm. Whether your name's Tim Tebow or Colin Kaepernick, if you're good enough, somebody's going to give you a shot.
1: Yeah, well, and, I, and I think to your point, I mean, let's not forget how that whole, you know, workout charade went down. I mean, he was supposed to be at a stadium, like a NFL facility, doing this workout and decided that he wanted to go to a high school field. I mean, that just doesn't look... That doesn't look good. And so I think Kaepernick, yes, he does deserve to be in the league. And and really, really, I don't even want to say that. He deserves an opportunity to try out. He deserves a legitimate opportunity to be considered in a sincere and genuine fashion. Does he deserve to be a starting quarterback? I don't know. I I, I don't think that you can say he deserves to start in the league. You've deserved.
0: You deserve what you've earned in this life and in this game. You deserve what you've earned. He's earned the opportunity to try out. He doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve an opportunity to be on a roster. He does not deserve the opportunity to be a starting quarterback. He deserves the opportunity to try out. Yeah. Period. And this league is about relationships, and I think Colin doesn't have many. And I think if if a guy like Jim Harbaugh had gotten the gotten the Vikings job, my guess is Colin would be in a tryout with the Vikings. Yeah. So that's why I say the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I, I think when you hire Brian Flores and your, your head coach is Mike Tomlin and you don't have a starting quarterback, I think you'd be pretty wise to bring in a guy like Colin Kaepernick. And, and again, I'll remind you of two things. I covered Colin at his very best in San Francisco. That guy is an elite quarterback when he's on. Um, I think the, the San Francisco 49ers fell down around him. Um, I think Colin Kaepernick um, was a very unpopular figure around this league, and there were few teams that would have given him – an opportunity and the lawsuit happened and yeah now you got to prove that you're still the same talent of quarterback that you were in San Francisco at your at your peak and you got to you got to prove that you can still compete in this league he looks amazing i mean yeah. but again as i was saying the guy rolls out of bed sitting on the toilet the guy looks like an athlete
2: i'm a fucking unit i mean
0: he is absolutely a unit the guy is ripped he has got a cannon for an arm and he can still run very fast yeah um it'll be interesting to see if he gets a shot but you know the the and I guarantee you and I have not looked at the comments yet Uh I'm going to guarantee you that people will say that Colin Kaepernick is either un-American or he sucked as a quarterback right and I have not looked at a single comment yet
2: U.S. Americans
0: Edgar Garcia says uh did Adam Schefter report Brady is coming back if ain't true he didn't exactly Ruff's official says Green Bay has been in the playoffs every year, but you make it sound like Rodgers isn't great.
1: He hasn't won a damn thing, <sighs> okay. dude. Okay,
0: so the truth about Aaron Rodgers is he's an elite regular season quarterback. He's just an okay quarterback in the playoffs. He's not elite. He has repeatedly gotten beat by, by other quarterbacks in big games. But no, but wait.
1: Let, let's forget all the other quarterbacks. Head up. He's gotten that ass beat by Tom Brady multiple times. Repeatedly. Over and over and over. And by the way, I just want to point out, Tom Brady's doing it with somebody named Scotty Miller. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, throwing up that Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Tom Brady's doing it with Chris Hogan, dude. Tom Brady's doing it with guys that nobody's ever heard of. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers is doing it with a roster of, of pretty decent wide receiver talent. And by the way, he has the best wide receiver in the game. So so to me, when we talk about being average, it's not good enough to just make the playoffs if you're Aaron Rodgers.
0: Why do you think Rob Gronkowski doesn't want to play for any other quarterback? I mean, it, it, it it's not rocket science, friends. Tom Brady puts the ball on the spot where you need it. Yeah. And I think when you look at, when you look at the fact that he went to Tampa and they immediately won a super bowl i think when you look at Aaron Rodgers he's got one ring and they've had multiple other opportunities
1: does anybody even remember when he won that super bowl
0: no cuz it's been so fucking long ago aaron rodgers <laughs> has had chance after chance and he has failed i'm not saying that aaron rodgers is a bad quarterback bro i'm a bears fan i'm mean, the guy literally lives to beat the chicago bears What I'm telling you is he's an elite regular season quarterback who hasn't won in the postseason. He just has not won enough. He's LeBron James. It's not good enough to get there anymore. You have to win multiple rings.
1: There's expectations.
0: Aaron Rodgers is not close to the best quarterback of his generation. And Aaron Rodgers
1: likes Aaron Rodgers a lot. That's the other problem. And
0: by the way, by the way, again, the NFL MVP is a great award to win. He's won it multiple times. What's it for? The best player in the regular season. That's what it is. So it's not Super Bowl MVPs.
1: I just don't even think they're in the same atmosphere. They're not. I don't think that I, I love the people who are like, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is just as good as Tom Brady. My ass, dude, Tom Brady's got seven rings or whatever it is now. Tom yeah. Brady Tom Brady's just done things nobody else has done.
0: Oh, Chris Carn, you are cold blooded, sir. He says, Monty, if the franchise does not work out, the Arlington Heights Bears may be available soon. <laughs> Virginia McCaskey, the current uh, matriarch of the Chicago Bears, who's 99 years old, uh-huh. is said to be on her deathbed. So, yeah, we'll see how that Keep goes. Keep it real, uh, Ruffs. I'm surprised. Ruff's official first Kaepernick joke or first Kaepernick coming. Kaepernick uh-huh. is a joke. He wasn't that good, and he hasn't played since 2017. But you're all in on him because I know what Colin Kaepernick's capable of as a quarterback. He's not a joke, dude. He's not. He is a, He is a weapon. That guy, he can yeah, run. Yeah, you want to
1: talk about Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers got that ass beat by Colin Kaepernick in the NFC Championship game. Any questions? Uh, Colin
0: Kaepernick, the thing that people, and everybody wants to talk about the kneeling and the anthem, and let me tell you, when it comes to football, Colin Kaepernick is the prototypical dual threat quarterback. He is a guy that is very fast, and he is a guy with a cannon for an arm.
1: And let's just let's just clear the air. A service member told Colin Kaepernick to kneel. Like that needs to be said.
0: Yeah, Brett Robbins says Cap had one winning season, uh, threw for thirty two hundred yards in twenty TDs, he's trash. Well he's I, uh, trash. So he's trash. So let me let me understand this. He's a guy that I think and I, I want to say he's played five seasons in the NFL. So he got off his rookie deal. He and, and let's not forget that franchise disintegrated after they lost the Super Bowl disintegrated right Jim Harbaugh left like I mean are you everybody I mean this it it was a joke that franchise disintegrated around him and Colin Kaepernick has played full-time he has played five seasons in the NFL and I would agree his best season was 2014 3369 yards 19 touchdowns 10 picks Mm-hmm. The knock on Colin Kaepernick has always been he's not an accurate passer, which is true. I would agree with that. Today you got to be a 70, 75% accurate passer. Colin was not an accurate passer. But having watched him day in and day out, that guy can play the position. You're in really the NFL. telling me, you're really Come telling on.
1: me that that there's not a spot on an NFL roster for Colin Kaepernick? You're really telling me that 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 guys like Baker Mayfield can start. Now I'm a Baker guy. But with all due respect to Baker Mayfield, he hasn't been good enough, you know? you're really telling me that Kirk Cousins can continue to get extended over and over and over again and make the most money that really any quarterback's ever made in like the last like seven, yeah, eight man. years. But Colin Kaepernick can't get a tryout.
0: And this is a guy that like, runs like a 4-4, 4-5-40.
1: Yeah. So my point just is as you guys can sit here and say he's trash. Cap's done some things that a lot of other quarterbacks haven't done. Mainly he got to the Super Bowl. He was one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. I hope everybody realizes that. Now, he didn't make the throw. Richard Sherman intercepted that and ended everything, right? But at the end of the day, the end of the day, the end of the story is that Colin Kaepernick is a good quarterback. Is he great? No. Is he the best to ever do it? No. Does he have a, a spot in the NFL somewhere? Yes.
0: Yeah, this argument that he's trash and doesn't belong it's in the tired. NFL, come on, it's tired. Dude, we can go up and down rosters. He is. It is tired, bro. Easily you're good t- enough, bro. To play you're in telling the NFL. me
1: that Colin Kaepernick can't do what Carson Wentz does. You're telling me that Colin Kaepernick can't do what any average ass quarterback does in this league. Come on now. Yeah. Come on.
0: Uh, Tanner Plummer says, Aaron QAnon Rodgers won a Super Bowl in 2011. It's been 11 years. Rodgers was the MVP in 2020 and 21, but he's just average. No, he's an excellent regular he season is quarterback. He a
1: regular season performer. He's not a winner. What are we confused about?
0: Uh, this is And this is the thing I don't understand. Think about the best – who just regardless of Aaron Rodgers, think about the best quarterbacks in the NFL in the history of the NFL. There's only two names that come to mind, right? Joe Montana. And Tom Brady. And why are they the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Because Tom needs two hands for all of his rings. And Joe Montana was, until Tom Brady, the best quarterback because he has a ton of rings. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has had chance after chance after chance to carry a team back to the Super Bowl. He's not been able to do that. His teams don't win in the NFC Championship game. And Chris Carn makes a great point. Can you be an elite quarterback if you have the same number of NFC Championships as Rex Grossman? I don't think he can. Jimmy G has been to the Super Bowl more. You know, like, um, cap in his best year, he can play for the lower half of teams, but the man hasn't played in five years, Brett says. I agree. And that's why I said, I'm not telling you the guy should be given a roster spot, but let's cut the garbage and give the guy a legitimate – somebody bring him into training camp, give him a training camp deal, and let him make dude. the – You gave Tim Tebow a training camp deal in Jacksonville. Yeah. But Why? Because that was his college head coach in Urban Meyer, who, disaster or not, he his college head coach gave him a chance to make a roster and, as a tight end. yeah, As a tight end. It's a relationship business. And I'm telling you now, Colin doesn't have the relationships in the NFL. He played one contract in the NFL. That was it. And then he was gone. And he hasn't been back since. But you're exactly right. That I think Colin Kaepernick, I think Colin Kaepernick could be a, the number two quarterback on any roster in this league. Mm-hmm. But what I think doesn't matter because nobody's going to give him the chance. In my yeah. opinion, yeah. that's the thing that you should be upset about: is that Colin Kaepernick
1: is not getting the chance.
0: Let's to say be that a backup. he does
1: suck. Let's say that he is trash. Let's say that Colin Kaepernick is terrible and no longer an NFL talent on any level, starter, backup, whatever, practice squad guy, whatever. That's not even the point to your. I agree with you. The point is, is that if the NFL is such a great league and such a great opportunity for guys, why can Colin Kaepernick not even get a tryout?
0: And I I think the issues are, number one, he is a he is a loud, outspoken black man. Yes. And I think in our society, that does not play well.
1: No, we would rather have we would rather have a a, a guy in Tim Tebow who's white and, and Christian talk to us about how God blessed him. And watch, you know, have you know him put tape about him trying to block a guy who he's not even capable of blocking. Like it's such a it's such an embarrassment that Tim Tebow is able to get a job, that 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 Urban Meyer is able to get a head coaching position, but Brian Flores can't can't get a legitimate you know a legitimate second opportunity, or that. Any any black man in this league doesn't get the same chance. But I, I think the
0: other thing is is that Colin Kaepernick brings a lot of baggage. I mean, the guy comes with a media circus, at least in the beginning. Um, and it's gonna be very
1: difficult to cut him. But I wanna I wanna I wanna draw a comparison here. So um, the media circus. Not that I'm trying to argue, but I wanna yeah. point something out here. Colin Kaepernick brings a media circus. Urban Meyer didn't. Yeah, he did. Other Tim Tebow didn't? He did. Okay, great. So let's cut the crap about about, about media circus. But that that's why count. I say
0: Pittsburgh doesn't care. Yeah. Brian Flores didn't bring a media circus. He did. He did. He did. And I, I I just think there's very few places. I thought Seattle was a place he would get a chance. By the way, I think Seattle's a place that could look at him again um, because Seattle is, is a very progressive community. I think the issue is that you're dealing with billionaire white guys who don't like loudmouth black guys. They don't like, and and the reality is, and I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand, but the reality is Colin Kaepernick's a guy that is an outspoken black guy with an afro who speaks out against the police abusing black men. I'm going to say this again. And it doesn't matter if police abusing black men is right or wrong. Billionaire white guys don't want to hear other black guys with afros talking about the police abusing black men. They don't. Yeah. It is in, in a lot of people, I think Donald Trump, is, Donald Trump, I think, is singularly the reason Colin Kaepernick's not in the NFL. I, I, I just have no doubt about that. And I think that culture is the reason that Colin won't get a job. It's not, It has nothing to do with he's trash or he's washed or he hasn't played in five years. The guy looks like a statue. He can play in the NFL. I think that he's. he's, again, I just think that billionaire white guys don't want to deal with black guys that are outspoken. They don't. They want you to be a quarterback. They don't want you to be an activist. So it is what it is. Uh, Jeff Jeremy Bolton, what's up? He says, hey, last time a Ron Rogers won anything was the last time Jake sent me casual shirts circa 2011. Mm-hmm.
1: Where is JB's? Yeah, dude, we've been trying to do it, and we haven't. We haven't. I, we have been busy, as we're about to talk about. I promise you, we will get it sent out. It'll go out today. Like
0: we they, have it, been, I didn't we know have been it hadn't busy. been sent out. I thought you had sent it out like a, a responsible adult right, had done. Just
1: throw me into the bus under the show, even though, you know. I thought you sent it out. No, you told me dude, one day that you sent no, it out. No, I did not tell you that. I said we needed to send it out. Then we couldn't find the shirts because they were in a, in, in your car or wherever the we hell We got a were. new
0: shipment of shirts. And then we it, had gotten this new shipment of shirts, and it was. Yeah, we had gone to L.A., and then we had got the shipment of shirts while we were in L.A., it, we need to send it to you. We owe you that
1: shirt. And I I apologize. And tell apologize. you what. We'll send you another one for free because it's been a month. We'll we'll make it right. Wow, look at you getting tested. Yeah, it pisses me off because it shouldn't it just shouldn't be a a a, a thing. We've been admittedly, we've been We've been very underwater. Busy, we've, been underwater. Like, we've been underwater. I agree with that. We've been incredibly busy.
0: Uh, the blind swordsman says we didn't uh, well, didn't they make an NFC championship game the year after they lost the Super Bowl? Yeah, he had his best year after the year they lost the Super Bowl. I mean, the dude does win in the playoffs. Yeah, I. Colin Kaepernick's best year
1: he shredded, was the year he, after
0: he he missed that throw to the Saints. He
1: shredded the Clay Matthews Packers defense.
0: Yeah. Brett Robbins says, also teams will be scared to bring him in and not sell tickets. Well, I actually think that's just the opposite. I think we saw in Baltimore when it was rumored that the the Ravens had signed him. They sold a ton of Kaepernick jerseys. Before they had even signed him, like people were having custom Kaepernick jerseys made.
1: I think um, people underestimate the power of the black community in this country. I think I,
0: people underestimate the groundswell of support the organization who signs him will get. They will sell more tickets because he's there. Yeah. Um. They will sell more jerseys. They will. Trust me. Yeah. It is. I mean, the 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 the. How do I say this? The healing. That signing Colin Kaepernick would bring would be remarkable. You want to win the Brian Flores lawsuit, sign Colin Kaepernick, because I guarantee you his name comes up in that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And if if the NFL's smart, they'll try and settle it, which I guess they already have, and Flores said, No, we're going to court. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, and there was a somebody else was saying why he didn't sign with the XFL. Collins has been very clear about this. Colin Kaepernick does not want to go and play in the AA for the Canadian football. He's been offered contracts in every league. He has said very clearly, A, I'm only going to play at the highest level. um, And and B, I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't risk the money that he should have already made by going and playing in the USFL and breaking my leg. I mean, I'm not doing that. I I agree with him 100%. You know, I just think... I think it it'll be very interesting. Chris Karn says Cap has never understood the how and when of promoting your message. Never. He has been a terrible. I agree with that. Terrible messenger. Yeah. Absolutely right, Chris Karn. There is always a right way and a wrong way. Um, Jeremy says, "LOL, it's all good, you guys. I was totally getting get. You've been busy. Seriously, no worries. I if you don't think Caruso was next, MJ, I wouldn't give
1: you such no, a hard time. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So it's not that we're upset with you, the Jeremy. Next we're MJ. Not, we're not, dude we're not upset with you man we're we're uh, my 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 thing is just that we've just been and we can we can get into it because you know we need to talk about time changes and we need to talk about this business oh so, my god so the the thing that is frustrating for me is that i want to send the shirt out i want it we want to take care of you guys but it's like okay we went to la and then we came back and now we're trying to start a business and time is changing and like there's all this shit yeah that's we, we're losing going on dude
0: I, i'm telling you let, let's we'll talk about the business in two minutes but I just want to I, I want to wrap up this NFL quarterback thing um because I think it's really an important conversation in this country. I think that the hardest thing that we we have in this country and the thing we do not do is we do not empathize with people who are different than ourselves. <laughs> and I think the thing that we don't understand is the struggle in the black community and I I think when you have the reason that Colin Kaepernick is revered, and essentially has a lifetime deal with Nike is because the black community really relates to his struggle. And most people cannot relate to that struggle. Yeah. I think that's the, I think that's a, a big part of it. Yeah. Um. You know, I, yeah, I agree. Tanner. He says, Colin Kaepernick coming back would do this country's morale. Some good I hey guys. Uh, Chris Karn says, Jake needs an intern.
1: Yeah. No shit. Tell me about it. We. You, okay. So, all right. Keep it real. Make sure
0: you hit subscribe. Please follow me on Instagram and TikTok, The Monty Show. M O N T by The Monty Show. Screw Jake. You don't need to follow him at yeah. SLC
1: Supercars anywhere. Yeah. I don't send shirts out anyway. So, so this fine.
0: business thing has been <laughs> really <laughs> stressful. Uh, you don't. It's fine. <laughs> you have one shirt you need to send out. Uh, um, that's
1: the funny part about the whole thing. We've go, sent go out a
0: hundred other ones. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's, it's crazy. Ahead. Anyway, the point is. So this business has been really stressful, honestly. The time change has been a bit of a ball breaker and it's, it's actually going to help us Um, getting an hour back in time, because now we start at the Yelpatory an hour later, it gives us a little more room to breathe. But the thing that we struggle with in our, our way of doing business is there's just never enough time, but I got news for you. There's never going to be enough time. Mm -hmm. Time is something that you cannot control. Time is something that you cannot fight. You need to embrace, you know, efficiency. And for us, opening this business has been difficult. And I say difficult because we've tried it in different iterations. And it's just really... The SBA process is very inefficient. Mm -hmm. In that there is no process. And so Small Business Administration, getting a loan to start a small business. If you don't have the cash to start a business, I would tell you not to do it. I, I would just, that's the lesson that I'm learning and I'm very quickly moving towards the idea that I just don't wanna get a loan. It's just such a pain in the ass. And we've talked to, I, I, so I'm the one in our group that's coordinating like the whole loan process. And I can tell you, I've talked to three, four, four different SBA lenders. I have one guy that that is like a hub where you can call him and he'll shoot it out to different lenders. I have another guy that works just for like Bank of America's one. And I'll name it because I'm never going to do business with Bank of America. So the person I spoke to at Bank of America was like, yeah, I want to do this with you. Let's do it. Yeah, um, you need to come over and bank with us. I need a $1,000 application fee. I need this. I need that. I need this fee and that fee. And by the way, it's going to cost a million dollars for you to have business checks. <laughs> and it's like Bank of America is a perfect example of why the SBA theory is flawed. It's incredibly broken. And so I'm dealing with this one particular lender who... It's pretty straightforward. They've lent on the um, franchise that we're, we're trying to open. Mm-hmm. They've lent in the place where we're trying to open it. And it's just you, like anytime you have to look at your net worth and anytime you're asking somebody for half a million dollars, it's incredibly, how do, like I can't think of the words to use. Like, It does a lot of different things. It absolutely fucks with your confidence. Um, It absolutely makes you think critically about every dollar you spend in life. And like yesterday, we were sitting here like talking about our net worth and what we own and what we have of value. And like I started thinking about my shoe collection and I started looking at the value of the shoes that I own. And I want to say I own like $48,000 worth yeah, of dude. shoes or something stupid like that. I I I think it, or 20, 20, 000, something like that. It's something it's stupid like that. It's like
1: 25 that. G's in shoes. Dude. Yeah. It's not a small like I,
0: number. I have a pair of Kobe's that's worth $3,700. And I say to myself, like, okay, what good is that? You know, like, cause it's, it's fucking worthless to be honest with you. Cause at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. And the funny thing about opening a business and the thing that's so frustrating is that the way you have to look at it is, okay, well, what if this goes belly up? What if this is the end of the world and we don't wind up making a dollar on this thing? Mm-hmm. And it's like looking at it that way is very destabilizing. Like it, it almost it eats at you. Like I'm not saying I didn't sleep well last night, but this is what I thought about all night. Right, while but I was
1: what, sleeping. If, what if it, what if it's highly successful and you turn into a multimillionaire? Well, and
0: that's the way I generally like, look you at can't,
1: things. You can't be, you can't say not not like the proverbial you, not you, like the proverbial you. You can't be like, oh well, this is what happens if this goes belly up and the world ends. Okay, well, sure that could happen, but the odds of that happening are not good with with the with the concept that we're looking at opening. I mean, you're talking about. A high volume business that that is easily accessible. I mean, it it, it the but, odds of it going belly up are just not high.
0: And then think about it this way: look at the 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 letter of intent on this retail space. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's it's
0: arduous. Like it's a fucking racket. Like reading the letter of intent on this re- retail space. Like they want a part of your profit. You got to pay an HOA. You have to pay like. Okay, an HOA on a on a massive development, I totally understand that. Totally yeah. get it. Totally get it. But the HOA is like stupid money. And then I have to like pay into an advertising fund. And then it's a an increase in your rent every month. And then like this whole threshold of profit thing where they want to take, I think it's like four or six percent of your your profits over a certain number. Mm-hmm. And it and it's like okay, well, I gotta pay the 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 franchise the franchise fee, I gotta pay a percentage of my profit to the franchisor, I gotta pay a percentage of my profit prof, prof, uh, profits to the landlord, I gotta pay the business loan, I gotta pay like like all this, and then we can talk about paying employees, buying food, paying ourselves, paying the light bill, paying our insurance, like. Why do people open businesses? It's crazy to think about it. And then you realize, well, you do it because it actually makes really good money. Even after all of that malaise, it actually makes really good money.
1: Because it's a different level of money. I mean, you're, you're... you're not making ten dollars and spending seven on cost. I mean, you're making ten and spending four or five on cost, and making the other four or five. I mean, that's what it is. It,
0: it's just one of those things that you look at it, and the the business of business is a racket.
1: Yeah, unless you have cash.
0: Unless you have cash. Yeah. And it and it's like the funny thing is looking at our net worth and filling out because when you apply for an SBA loan, and I've done this three flipping times now, you have to fill out a statement of net worth. Right. So my wife and I are sitting here yesterday and you're literally you're they're asking you to count how many threads are in your boxer shorts. Like I'm exaggerating, but you get my point. Like, yeah. hey, you own this. You own that. How much is your watch worth? How much is your art worth? How much is your house worth? Well, but the comp says this. Well, no, we value it at that. So, you know, like, hey, go into your pocket for more money. And it's 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 this whole racket thing, mm-hmm. like. Mm hmm. I don't know why we're. I'm doing it. Like <laughs> I was laying in bed last night at three. Well, what do you
1: mean you don't know why you're doing
0: it? What but, does that even mean? But the point. I know why. I I know why we're doing it. Uh huh. And don't look at me like all twisted and shit. Like I know why we're doing it. Right. But the point is, it's it's a it's a it's not how this. It's not how it how should work. It is not how it should work. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's
2: not how it should it, work. I don't know what happened overnight.
0: It, nothing happened overnight. But you just spend some time thinking about things, and you realize that. If you don't have the money to do it on your own, mm-hmm. your life is very much different. Your life is is, and a lot of key to business is just getting your front door open. Yeah. If you just get your front door open, generally all this gets erased. Yes. But it's incredibly frustrating that that everybody wants their hand in your pocket. They do. And then by the way, by the way, the other thing that this made me crystallize very clearly, Holy shit! I'm glad I didn't go to college. Yeah, I got to tell you, like I was looking at, I was reading some, some uh, yesterday, or Saturday, I guess it was Saturday night when you were banging your girlfriend. Like right, I was reading right. some stuff uh, right. Saturday night Line about. Of Kane and B12. The the arc to pay off student debt. Yeah. And in 2022, they're weighting student debt more than they ever have when they're considering lending. As they should. They should. And I, a, I, yeah, I just never thought about that because I, I didn't go to college. None of us have huge student loans. Like I didn't go to college and, and find
1: myself hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Listen, let's be very clear. The school system is built to make employees. Like that's just very what clearly. It is. That's what it is. I would agree I mean, with that. The school system all the way through college is built to make employees. Even if you get a business degree, you're, you have that noose around your neck for decades you're, that you're paying it off. So you know, there's so many of us who go to college and then have to try to find a job and can't find a job. So you wind up working for me at the restaurant that we're going to open or whatever. And and it just sucks, dude. It's not how it should be. Why don't they teach? Let me ask you this. Why don't they teach the tax code in school? Because they don't want you to know how to use debt to make more money. But why isn't, this,
0: why isn't it this difficult to get a student loan is my question. Yeah. Why are we so willing to bury a 20-year-old in six-figure debt? Mm-hmm. But when he gets out of school, we're unwilling to give him money to help him pay off that debt. No idea. Like,
2: it, it's. You're it, able to take on hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and you can't buy yourself a beer.
0: No, you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> you're not but,
2: responsible enough to but, drink alcohol, but you're responsible enough to take on.
0: We are largely debt free. Yeah. We are largely debt free. Mm hmm. And we're we're going to outside gonna,
1: of the staples like house and car and that.
0: Right. But they help us because we're all positive on our car. Yeah. And we're way positive on our house. We have a ton of equity mm. and we're going to struggle to get this loan, I think. And I'm just being insecure because I'm looking at. Yeah, you're being like, ref- when, they, when at the end of the day. And I want to make this very this is what this fucking process does to you. At the end of the day, we are super qualified for the amount of money we're asking for. Just in tenant improvements alone, in this in this space we're leasing, yeah, it puts us over the top. Because
1: that's the thing, and I think that's a really important detail. The space that we're trying to get, they want it. They they're oh, helping they want it done. you. They want you to get it done because they understand how much money you're going to make them. So there's no reason, in my opinion, we shouldn't get the loan. Like you guys are. Super yeah, all qualified. the
0: numbers pen out, and but it. This is what it does to you. Like, I have an 800 credit score. Mm-hmm. I have, I am bringing over $100,000 to this deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, man, yeah, God, we, are we going to get this? Like, I, I, it's I ridiculous. It's I don't think it is, it's in It's doubt. absolutely ridiculous. Based on my net worth, my debt to income ratio, like the money I'm bringing to the deal, like this shouldn't even be a question. Yet I'm sitting here wondering, ah, are we going to get this
1: done? Yeah, I think it'll you get know, done. It's I don't, yeah.
0: Ugh. Chris Carn says you want to fix the student loan program, make all student loans underwritable.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's I I, I but it it will never. That'll never happen.
2: How about we just stop charging people to fucking learn?
0: Well, Wow, that's a can of worms. Yeah, we're not it, going there today. We're not, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think it's absolutely a conversation that needs to be had. Because you not, make
2: student loans underwritable, then you're going to cut out people who can't get loans.
0: You're And the, the access to education, higher education. Yeah, and, and, Dude, that was the and, problem
2: before. Like, yeah. What we need to do is we need to make education available. Higher education needs to be available. And it's not everyone people, needs to go through you know, what we put them through to get into, into school.
0: But it's why everybody it was all pissed about the jazz scholarship thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, underprivileged. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I think it is. This country is supposedly the land of the, of the free and the home of opportunity. And it's not.
1: Yeah. If you're white and male, it's not,
0: it is. well, I'm white and male. And this thing is, I'm just, I don't know why this is so particularly arduous for me i can i can i can run you over for a car loan oh that's right car loans are easy to get and the and this the other thing that really bothers me is car loans are easy to get i i can go and buy any car on the planet right now right now today i could walk in any dealership and get a loan no problem
2: mm-hmm.
0: like i wouldn't even have to mm-hmm. i i frankly i could get a loan in five minutes before i even walked in the door like i could get in my car drive, like i'm a porsche guy i would probably go down the strong porsche okay great that's downtown it'll take me 30 minutes to get there from daybreak by the time I got in the car drove downtown I could I could have applied for it and been approved for multiple loans on a car mm-hmm. no problem done right like done getting an SBA loan is a week's long process and I, I I kid you not you like they want to know every piece of anything valuable in your
1: house yeah and they have the right to know that because it's a it's a whole thing it's right ridiculous. it's a business instead it's a of racket a car. it yeah. is it's a racket
0: yeah it's a racket yeah. But anyway, I should stop. You should not be able to get a loan for 200K to get a job making 50K. Agreed. Totally agree. Agreed. Totally. Like, this, that's the, the back ass of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, I just hope people don't wind up burying themselves in debt to go to college. And I hope someday we
1: fix that. It's happening every day.
0: It, but, you know, I have real reservations about taking a loan to open a business. Like, half of me just thinks I should work another year and save every penny of my dollars and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Like I, I honestly, I think there's a lot of value in that. Wow. The problem is I have like the 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 once in a lifetime opportunity on a retail space I found um, that we, and that's the other thing. You don't, I know, Mrs. Monty doesn't believe in destiny or karma or whatever, but we tripped and fell into like a perfect opportunity. Yeah,
1: perfect size, perfect location. L-
0: the location's amazing. Like I actually think the fran the 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 franchise, the brand is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're like, like it's all kind of lined up. Yeah. So it'd be foolish not to at least try and execute it. But my God, it's just so stressful. Uh, Brett Robbins says probably won't even come close to 50K. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the thing. That's why you can't work nine to five. You cannot draw a paycheck in this country. It's just not the right way to live your life. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, and and I, I make more than most people. Like I make more money than most people and it's just not it's not enough. It's not good enough. You yeah. need to work for yourself. Go to school. If you're going to go get an education, learn to work for yourself. Learn to learn the financial system.
2: And you can do that in a local college.
0: You can do that on fucking YouTube. Are you going to make it? I'm frustrated with this whole thing. Honestly, I'm so frustrated. I, I just I spent all night winding myself into a, a ball of hate.
2: Over the SBA process. I I think this is like, it's interesting to see this happening to you because I, and you're going to hate this analogy, but I'm going to throw it out there. (laughs) This is very much the hiking thing where like, you'll go, you'll start off and three quarters of the way through, you're losing your mind.
0: I hate hiking uphill.
2: Happy. Right. Yeah. But then you get over the hill and you're like. And this is your, this is your three quarters up the hill.
0: I've just no, I've just thought about this process. I've I've just spent a lot of time thinking about the SBA process, and I think it's bullshit. I think I think it is. It is set up to make people fail. I I honestly think that. I think the Small Business Administration is useless. I th- because you're, you're until it, you
2: get your loan, you're gonna be like,
0: whoa! No, no. I I will I will tell you this right now. I will never, ever take another loan through an SBA. I will never, I I just won't do it. Well, you shouldn't have to. Like, well, hopefully not, but I should be able to do it. I should, you know what? I should be able to, to weaponize my debt. I should be able to take loans, create tax relief. Like Mm -hmm. I should run a business. Like the SBA is a joke. It is, it is simply a rubber stamp and a seal that drives people to your, to your bank. It is it is a process set up to make banks money. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Don't look at the SBA as anything other than it's a process meant to make banks money. Yeah, that's it. Because they don't help you get a loan, they have no say in if you get a loan. And
1: that's how it's programmed, or that's how it's like gift wrapped. Like, oh, it's yeah, the SBA, they're gonna help you. Oh, there's there's grants and minimums
0: and yeah, hey man, if you if this is an SBA, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, honest to God. It means, you know what it means? It means the banks have a level of protection. Yeah. That if I get an SBA loan and I default, the banks have a level of protection. Yep. That's all it is. It, it is not in any way set out to help the consumer. Yep. And anybody that thinks that it that it is, is wrong. Yeah. It just, it's not. Um, Ruff's official says you can get college and life paid for if you're part of the victim class. Okay. I, I don't think? even know what the hell that I means. I don't even know what that means. On to the next one. I don't know what that means. That's it. We should go because we're up against the clock. The time change thing is real. Mrs. Monty hates daylight savings time. And I love it in the fall. I hate it in the spring. Like losing an hour of sleep made yesterday go by in like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know. You don't have anything to say, Mrs. Monty, on daylight savings time.
2: No, it's it's something that we should get rid of. Like it really isn't. But what about
0: all the farmers and their kids?
2: And actually... I've read more and more about that and it's not even they people blame it on the farmers and it's not. It was done like in World War II to save energy because of um, the costs of war and Okay. Then I, we,
0: I don't know why it was done and I don't care. I love it in the fall and I hate it. it in the
2: spring. I, I just think it's silly like why why are we why are we messing with our clocks, man? Yeah. The like,
0: extra hour of sleep is amazing. Like it literally,
2: it's not doing anybody any good. Why are we doing this?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's not fun it's not fun at all play the music hiking anyway i don't hate hiking i hate no. hiking uphill
2: and you don't eat you know what i like i like
0: i like nature walks
1: but
2: you're it's your three-quarter of the hill that you start getting you know panicky. no i it
0: just hit me in the middle of the night last night it, but the
2: sba is a fucking scam
0: it is what it is <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the scam works out in my favor <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you hit subscribe. We're giving away a PS5 when we get to 5,000 subs. Um, you get five opportunities to win the PS5 for every shirt you buy. Um, so make sure you uh, DM Jake SLC Supercars, SLC Supercars. Please give me. You know, can I get over a thousand followers on Instagram, please? Do it. You're lazy. Hit subscribe. Then don't apply for an SBA loan. The Monty Show. M-O-N-C by the Monty Show. Until tomorrow. I'll say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.